Welcome in to DTC LP and FP here on our Redskins preseason game one post game pod. FP, and did I just call you LP? Eh, at this point, we're we're the same person, which is guy not we're, on podcast. We're one of the P's, and as, <laughs> as you can see from our intro, it's been quite a while since we've been on a pod. FP, welcome in. What have you been up to? Uh. Moved houses. Moving sucks. Let me just tell you, the unpacking is way worse than the packing. Nobody ever told me that. Oh, unpacking is horrible. Uh, um, packing still sucks. Unpacking is, is atrocious. Helping a friend move is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made that move as simple as possible for all you guys. We unloaded the U-Haul in 18 minutes. So we, we've gotten really efficient at moving. But. Yes, we have. Well, congrats on your new place. A um, little bit closer into the city. Uh, is there a reason why why you decided to make that, that move? Uh, no, no reason. Better restaurants? Better bars? Restaurants are better. Closer to the bars, which based off uh, what we saw tonight, I may be needing more access to bars. So, <laughs> <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. Well, let's get into this game. The Redskins uh, got their butts kicked, I guess you can say. Um, I think the offense looked like it was missing a lot of pieces, in, in which they were. The defense looked like it was missing a lot of pieces, in which they weren't as much except the D-line. Uh, the quarterbacks didn't look that good, but also didn't look horrible. Uh, Colt McCoy didn't play. Uh, he's already injured. Um, <laughs> what got injured on Monday. Uh, but it's they say it's not an injury. Yeah, precautionary. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to play if the Redskins made the playoffs last year. But all of a sudden, it's now August 8th, and <laughs> he's still injured. <laughs> this, this is complete crap. doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't think he's ever fully recovered. And personally, I'm not sure he's going to be ready for the season opener. Uh, he may come back from this, but how long until he's injured again? I mean, he's obviously an injury-prone guy. Um, he's got two legs made out of toothpicks. Uh, ankles are, are halfway broken. He's been in the league for 25 years, uh, has started like four games. Um, at this point, I think Colt McCoy is who Colt McCoy is, right? He's not going to He's not gonna be any better than what he's ever shown us, and he's I probably mean, not going to be all that you much need worse. From, all you need from Colt McCoy is for him to be able to come off the bench that one random week and beat a Cowboys or beat somebody that you don't know you're supposed to beat. And, and give everyone false hope. That's what Colt is good for. But, I mean, honestly, from, from seeing Case start the drive on offense, um, some issues, but ultimately you were efficient. I mean, you got a touchdown pass on blown coverage, but you yeah. you were efficient. And, and you have to judge this entire game of what we saw. Like Gruden said it himself. He doesn't believe in the depth chart this early. He doesn't believe in any of that stuff. And honestly... You didn't have Reed. You didn't have any of the running backs. You didn't have any of the receivers. You were playing, like you and I joked about it, we are playing with our December team. So this tonight what we saw is what we're going to see in December when the season's already over. Um, 
it 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 wasn't terrible for for the scrubs that we had out there the 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 depth players i wasn't too concerned about it um the o line looked rough at the start um but again you didn't have morgan moses and you didn't have sheriff and you didn't have uh chase at center you didn't have any of your your staples um of the ones that are showing up to training camp but i mean it it, it wasn't terrible i wasn't an awful offensive series that we saw from case. Now the defense, when Baker Mayfield took the field right after, uh, right after the start of the game, and he just drove down the field and scored like it was nothing. I was a little concerning too, but again, you didn't have any of your real DBs except, uh, Moreland who we'll get into in a little bit. And then you didn't have your line. No, you didn't no. Have... Fa- Fabian Moreau played, uh, well into the second half, I think. Um, and then on yeah. the offense, yeah, you didn't have the Moses and the Sheriff and all that, but you had your starting left tackle right now. Uh, whether Whoever that is, Jerron Christian or Eric Flowers. Well, I mean, they, they were shuffling that the whole game. So you didn't necessarily have your starting offensive line. You just had, quote-unquote, potential starters shuffled in and out all game long. And it's and it's hard. It's, it's a little bit like running backs. It's hard to kind of get your rhythm and, and get uh, a good understanding of the flow of the game if you're being thrown and taken out, thrown and taken out, because you're also going against different guys every time you come back in. So you don't know what their techniques are or what, what their moves are. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to take a guess at what's happening. It's hard, but, I mean, when you have false starts and you have holding penalties on, on that left guard, it, it is concerning because – I think there's a major hole where we've always had a major hole in the line for the past five years. And that was left guard. Now you have a, a major, I don't want to call it a hole. It's, I guess it's like a, it's a sinkhole now with two, <laughs> two positions that are missing, right? You have left, left tackle, left guard. And although Donald Penn was a three-time pro, pro bowler and John Christian has got some upside, but these guys aren't ready to take on a full NFL season. And to be frank, I mean, no one is gonna is gonna replace Trent Williams there. Trent Williams maybe on the downside of his career, but for what it is, he's still what a top three left tackle in the league. So I think missing a Trent Williams, which from today's news, it sounds like he'll be missing his rest of the career with the Redskins. Um, I, I think I just don't understand how you can ever go to a rookie quarterback with that line. I, I will I, say, I, even with a veteran quarterback, I don't see how anyone can succeed with this line. I will say, money will solve all. And if Bruce Allen really does want to take care of it, just throw money at Trent. All of a sudden, he'll be fine. Yes, he has a lot of money in the bank. That doesn't change the fact that money fixes a lot of personal issues that you may or may not be having. But I will say, I, I think my my prediction is you're going to have Penn at left tackle. I actually think you're going to have Wes Martin uh, winning the starting spot, and he's going to be your left guard. Flowers is trash. Like, I don't want to see Flowers on this team after training camp. I'm sorry. Just, he sucks. He's yeah, awful. I, I'd I rather agree, have any of the other rookies in over Flowers. He is that bad of a player. But is it concerning that Flowers um, is getting starting left left guard spot? And, you know, it's still preseason game one, and we know the depth chart doesn't really mean anything. But it still, to me, is a little concerning how – Wes Martin hasn't come in and commanded that starting role. I I think it's the same issue that you have with, with the quarterback rotation is what you're having with the O-line rotation. And it's hard to give every single player the correct amount of snaps to see just how good they are uh, 
in in any of the practice drills or in any of the the preseason action that they may see. It's hard to get all those rotations uh, in and, and get everyone their fair shot. But I do think yeah, it, based it's, off it, – It's hard to do that, but how are you ever going to get better? How are, How is this team ever going to get better? How is the Case Keenum going to start figuring out this offense when he has, you know, less than one second to get rid of the ball? Um, I'm, it, a lot of that – but it, a lot it's of that an issue that when, hasn't when been solved. Come in. A lot of that changes when your stars come in. So all of a sudden – when you have Geis and AP back there, well, not necessarily Geis. We don't know what he's going to do yet. But when you have AP back there, and apparently you have uh, a non-injured back to his prime Jordan Reed, which we hear every training camp, so I'm taking that with a grain of salt. Um, when you have these guys coming in there, and you have the, as of right now, brilliance of Jay Gruden's play calling, you expect him to find a way to buy Case or whoever's behind center. You expect him to find a way to get him time. Um, the O line, I think I'll give them a one to three game pass. Uh, and, and if, and if they can hold their own with a, a dash of penalties here and there, which is going to happen, it happened when we had Trent. Um, but if they can hold their own for those one to three games, I think it becomes a non-story and so be it. If Trent's gone, Trent's gone. If he comes back because we gave him money. Great. I, that doesn't really change the line, in my opinion. Uh, yes, but I feel like looking at the schedule, the first three games are super tough. And if you have... Well, yeah, if you can get through that's Philly, depleted. Cowboys, and Bears, if you can get through them with the line depletion that we have, it's a non-story. You're, you're done. I think Donald Penn is but serviceable. What, what if you go 0-3 in those first three games? Right? If you go 0-3, then, then you have more issues than the line. That's that's my personal take on that. You may have more issues in line, but it probably starts with the line. And if you don't have a good line, you don't have time for a quarterback to throw the ball. You don't have a good line for AP to run behind. Um, this yeah, I mean, is going to have well, to get really creative on getting the ball out fast. We're, we're going to have to wait and see. There's honestly no point in, in discussing it until we see what happens with Trent and we see what product we put on the field. But the product that for, we did see tonight— For all intents and purposes, Trent is gone. To me, yeah. he's gone because from based on today's reports and, and kind of all the stuff that we've, we've been reading and hearing, he's gone, right? And, you know, at this point, there's a, there's a huge hole. And I think I – don't, I don't know if the Redskins can really stand pat and say, you know, we have the line problem solved for the year with Donald Penn and Eric Flowers and John Christian or Jaron Christian, whatever you want to call him. The key word is um, going to be serviceable. We have a serviceable line, or we're, we're supposedly going to have one. I mean, who, who's going to be that? Who's going to be the starting left guard? The starting left tackle? Who care? Who's going to be the starting left tackle when Trent got injured after week four, like he's been doing since 2013? And it doesn't matter. We're right now. We know, need but, to but talk what I'm about asking is other. who is serviceable? Is it Jerron Christian who's serviceable, or is it uh, Donald Penn who's serviceable? I'll, I will who tell you this: you, you keep bringing up the guard position has always sucked. Anybody that you put in there that's not Eric Flowers or Sean Laval, you're good. <laughs> you didn't upgrade. But, Look, anybody that's uh, e- anyone after Trent that's equal to or better than Ty Inseki, you're good. You didn't upgrade. That's Donald Penn. So I, I don't think as we of have right anyone now, who is equal to Ty Inseki. Huh? I will take Ty. I will take Ty Inseki over Donald Penn. Or I, well, what I'm saying is, I think you can get an equal play from Donald Penn and Ty Inseki. I think you get equal pay. And then if no, you get Jerron somebody Christian. or Jerron Christian, either war. Yeah, but Ty Inseki's not here. You mean? Huh? You said Ty Inseki. I think you meant Jerron Christian. 
Tynesucky's gone. No, what I'm saying is last year Tynesucky played because Trent kept getting hurt. So even if Trent was here right now, he'd probably get hurt. So if, as long as your guy that comes in after Trent is equal to or better than Tynesucky, you're fine. What I'm saying is, yes, it sucks to lose Trent, but we've barely had Trent since 2013 for for the games that matter at the very least. He's he's had lots of injuries. But um, come on, let's let's move on, man. We we got to so, talk about the rest of the scrubs that we have on the Yeah, team. but but there's a there's a point that I think people are missing, right? If Trent Williams is gone, you've just freed up what 13 million of cap space. Can you go out and find someone who's a playmaker, maybe a receiver or maybe a, a left tackle? Um Well, Donald Penn was the best cuts. free agent left tackle. Available. Right, but cuts after haven't cuts? happened, and, and cuts this year are happening after Game Four. So there's going to be a lot of people on the free agent market. I don't can think you you're going to find better than Penn. There? I don't think you're going to find better than Penn. Maybe right. you can what, upgrade what if, what something else. That? What if you can upgrade a, a receiver spot with that money? What if you can upgrade a a the second safety? But I mean, great, but it all depends on Trent. I mean, we. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is, I, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Yeah, but I until think, he's gone and until we have that money back, this conversation is pointless. Yes, you can upgrade, but also knowing us, we're not going to upgrade. We'll probably get some guy that got injured last year and be like, oh, wow, what a steal. This is great. And then he's just going to suck. That's just what we do. So optimistic, FP. I mean, just well, what do we have to live for? <laughs> Jimmy Moreland is what we have to look for. <laughs> After tonight's game, Jimmy Moreland is what we have to look for. I really liked what I saw from Jimmy Moreland. I liked what I saw from um, um, Holcomb. I'm completely blanking on his name. No, uh, JHC, Josh Harvey Clemens. Yeah. Um, did I, and I called him out. Uh, well, I, I picked him as my dark horse last season. And I think you guys all laughed at me. But he came in the last four games of last of the 2019 season and or 2018-2019 season and he played pretty well i think you know with his upgrades um and with him bulking up a little bit i think he's a very serviceable third inside linebacker nickel linebacker um I, I'm, to be honest i'm happy what i with what i see there um then you, you kind of take a look at the other holes in the defense and you have cornerback which was a hole i think um with norman moreau I actually liked what um, I saw from DRC today. I think that yeah. position's actually okay. I, I think if if you're if you're really gonna get this type of play from Moreland week in and week out, um, and against actual starters and threats, that's the key. Um, then yeah, seventh round steal, and and all of a sudden he kind of shores you up a little bit more because uh, you still got Dunny and everyone there, so. I'm not okay. too concerned about that. But you also have that. depth there. You also have Stroman. You also have Kenny right. Johnson, who both had valuable playing time last year. Absolutely. And can come in and can actually solidify that position. Yeah. Um, I, no. what, I, what I didn't like is I didn't see much out of Troy Apke. I don't think he's a safety in this league. I think, at best, he's a special teamers. Um, and, and maybe he can be good there. But Well, he had, he had, had one play at the start where he ran down a player. Um, not the way Holcomb did, but he... He ran down a player and he he got into position. Um, I don't think he was like just shy of of intercepting the pass or something like that. But he does have speed and he does have knowledge. And I, I think he'll he'll be a little rough around the edges, but I, I think he 
could turn into something. Maybe not this year, but he could turn into something. Yeah. And then at the receiver spot, McLaurin didn't play very much. I would have liked to see him play more. Maybe we'll see him more in the in the third preseason game. But I think he's he slotted. Play? He played one play, I, I believe, or maybe a drive. Okay. Um, but um, he d- didn't have much of an impact. Uh, but I also think that he's kind of slotted himself in that maybe number two or number three receiver behind Quinn and, and Paul Richardson. I, I think Josh Doxson's stock is falling. I think obviously them not picking up his option for the fifth year is writing on the wall that he won't be here very long. But it is the contract year for him, and it is a year that he can actually uh, put something on paper to show other teams that he is serviceable. I mean, we saw Mo Harris get a contract with the Patriots this year. Um, we've seen Jameson Crowder kind of leave and um, get a contract with the, the Jets. So maybe Doxon can do that, and maybe that'll benefit the Redskins this year. But I actually think that McLaurin is going to kind of take his spot. It concerns me. I'm half excited, half concerned that Quinn is just basically written in pen that he's like your second best yeah, receiver. I mean, and and he's played what, like two games? Yeah. And he was a uh, Mr. Relevant last year, so definitely not a high draft pick or you know barely even a draft pick. Uh, hasn't shown anything in the NFL. Came out of, what, SMU? So, small college. So, didn't really play SEC football or any of the big yeah, conferences. but I mean, he, he already has an NFL touchdown. So, he has a taste for it. He has the that kind of lovable attitude that is going to make him a fan favorite. I mean, honestly, over the last two years, it's not going to be hard to match or exceed the production of Crowder. Which is... That's how I'm going to look at it. If you can match what Crowder got me the last two years, good. I'm good with it. Keep going. If you can exceed it, awesome. But again, that slot position, ever since we lost uh, Pierre and Deshaun, and then Crowder all of a sudden was had a bullseye painted on him, that slot position, the, the slot receiver kind of went downhill. So hopefully I mean, he, I, he evens no, it out I, for us. I think uh, saying that, that Trey Quinn's going to have uh, Crowder-type numbers. It's probably setting ourselves up for failure there. I think he can still be serviceable, and I don't think he has to necessarily have those numbers. But what we know is Josh um, Jay Gruden's offense is an inside-out offense, so right. it goes tight end, goes slot, then it goes you know outside. What I do like about him is he can actually create separation, and that's something that we didn't see pretty much all of last year, and maybe he can do that. I mean... Crowder actually was a guy who didn't really get separation that much. And, yeah, absolutely. And when we saw Pierre and Deshaun leave the Redskins, he had a down year. And he had another opportunity last year to kind of pick it up and be the number one guy. And he failed at that. Yeah. So should we get into the meat of it, uh, the, the, the QB conversation? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, my... <laughs> My take on this is starter should be Case Keenum, backup should be Colt McCoy, and Haskins should actually sit the whole year. I liked what I saw from Haskins today. He had some flashes of, you know, this guy's going to be a stud, but he also had some, like, flashes of Kirk. plays. Yeah. <laughs> he had, and then also him kind of being out of the pocket, and, and he got hit a lot for preseason game number one. I think he got hit a lot. Um, yeah. You know, I'll, it kind of worries that. me a little bit, like, the, the hits that he's taking, but... I do like that Jay played him a good amount today because 
What he that needed kid it. needs is he needs reps. And yeah. you're never going to get NFL game speed in practice. You're never going to get, you know, mental reps, game reps without having games, right? So um, I think it's a good learning experience for him. I think he's got some tape to go look at and to, you know, figure out what, what he's doing. But um, he's got potential. I just don't know if he's going to be ready this year. But knowing the Redskins and knowing who Dan Snyder is, come week five, week six, week seven, if the team is, you know, one and five, one and six, two and four, I think the fans are going to be calling for Haskins. I think Dan Snyder's going to be calling for Haskins. And I think Jay Gruden's hand's going to be forced. I'll, I'll say from what I saw tonight, I don't think there's an immediate worry that Haskins will be rushed in, which is good. That's probably um, the, the the silver lining of the whole night. Right. The silver lining is that he's kind of proven that he won't be rushed in. Um, now, if we go one and six, two and four, something like that, but they're heartbreaking losses and they're they're two or three corrections away from being a team that's that's actually doing well, and and if the offense is actually being efficient somewhat in those losses, I don't think you rush Haskins in. Now, if they're blowout losses and we look absolutely terrible and a train wreck and we're one and six because we can't do crap, sure, throw in Haskins, let him get the experience, move on. But but if we're one and six, it's likely because the offensive line is not ready and is not up to par. It's It'll likely be that reason, or it could just be the, the, the defense got shredded again somehow. I don't know. And, and and it could be the same as last year, right? It could just be consistent three and outs. Where is that your defense? Defense gets owned. But at I, that I don't point, think, don't you want I, I Haskins think this defense, to come in? No, but I think this defense has too much talent to be the problem or to be worn out or to be any of those things. The talent's the same as last year. All you did Plus, was you dropped Swearinger and added Collins. I mean, Which is a huge upgrade. And then you have uh, Duran, Duran It's Payne not a huge upgrade. Year. Oh, it's a huge upgrade. It's Come not on. a huge upgrade. Swearinger in leadership, often took in leadership often, it'll be a huge upgrade. No, Swearinger often took bad angles, missed tackles, things like that. Yeah, yeah, he was flying around, but he didn't have the discipline to to get the angles right, to do all those things, and partially that hurt the, the skins, right? Um, Collins, Collins is good, but his one knock is he sucks in coverage. So you can't say it's a says, huge upgrade. But he was in coverage all the time last year, and he didn't suck. He wasn't spectacular. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is you can't call it a huge upgrade yet. On paper, it's a great upgrade. On paper, there's a an uptick. But okay. on paper, you're also getting Dunny back. You got right. Norman, who's jumping over bulls. I mean, he he looks like he's in in good shape, but maybe his maybe his mind is in a better place at the start of this year, which I I think maybe. it wasn't in last year. So I think on paper, this defense is much better. I think you bring in a Montez Sweat. Yeah, right? I mean, it'll Which be exciting to see year. what he can do. Uh, Ryan Anderson, there's an article that said, I just realized I need to take care of my body. He stopped eating fried food and carbs and actually looks to be stronger and healthier, which I don't understand how anybody can come into the NFL and think, let me just eat like an asshole and, and perform well against all these amazing athletes. I don't understand how you could be that dumb, but hey, he figured it out. Good for him. He stopped ordering fried food. He, he had a good showing today. 
He uh, did. Casanova McKenzie had a great showing today. I think, um, in my mind, he's definitely the number four outside, uh, outside linebacker. He did get banged up tonight, though, so I don't know how badly, but he did get banged up and walked off the, to the sidelines. Yeah, I was trying to find out um, what the injury was, but um, there's no update on that. So, but are, so are you going to tell me that your inside linebackers without Zach Brown and Foster are better? Mason Foster, uh, absolutely. Not yeah, We're, I think so because I think uh, Sean Dion Hamilton is still there, and uh, he played much better. Um, and apparently, Bostic is just last four. came right in and and just took over. So apparently, he's doing Bostic, really well. Uh, learned the playbook in about eight hours. Yeah. So anyone who can do that, props to them. And I also don't think Mason. I think Mason Foster was was a crutch last year because he's just too slow. He's it's not true. a not a north and south guy or an east and west guy. He's like a a guy who's one to two yards behind the play. I mean, he made stops like he stopped the big play, but it's not like not like he was balling out. Plus, we played with a fake Zach Brown last year. So an angry slash sick slash injured slash whatever. Yeah, slash I, he didn't want to be there. Right. And then Harvey Clemens, the, the nickel guy, I mean, I think him being bulkier, like I said earlier, um, is only going to help. So I, I do think this inside linebacking core is upgraded from last year. All right. Did you see, see anything else? News on Josh Woodrum uh, getting an MRI tomorrow on his shoulder. So... That leaves the Redskins with probably three quarterbacks uh, for preseason game number two. We know Colt McCoy is probably not going to play. He'll probably play uh, game three, preseason game three. Um, I don't think you can play a whole game with Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins, although I would like to see it. But I think with the the third and fourth string line, I wouldn't risk putting Haskins out there. So um, they'll definitely have to bring somebody in. I mean, yeah, honestly, if, if you're just going to bring in a body to take end of third quarter and fourth quarter hits, whatever, that's that's fine with me. If that's the injuries that you're going to leave after preseason one, I'm great. Last year, we left with a broken geist. This year, you're leaving with a, a broken fourth quarter QB or fourth string QB. So I'm I'm OK leaving the game with relatively healthy. That's up a little bit too. Um, I can't find an update on him, but it doesn't seem like it was it was too bad. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, leaving preseason with good health would be the number one priority for the, the Skins. Um, starting a, a week one with a full squad is, yeah. is what we've been looking for for the past five years. I, I will say when, uh, towards the end of the game, going back to the O-line, when you did see Penn and Martin kind of on the left side of the line together. They didn't look terrible. They went against scrubs, so I can't really judge them. But they looked in sync, and you notice the holding calls and and the penalties from the O-line kind of went down. Um, Stupid Timon, what's-his-face, Timon and Pumbaa on the the right side. He he got a lot of calls, but, I mean, he's not going to be playing anytime, so... I think it's the still O-line. preseason game one, right? So it's still a lot of players who aren't going to be on this team. A lot of players who, who if they are, they're on the backside of the roster. Um, All I'm saying is, as a big boy, I'm. I don't think I'm as worried about Trent not being here as you are. It okay. sucks to lose him, but I'm not too worried. And well, I think next week, he's not gone I think, yet. I think next week we'll see 
when when you have Geis back there, because I don't think AP is going to play, but I think Geis is going to play. Um, when you have Geis back there and you can see somebody better than P. Ryan and Byron Marshall, I think you'll see the line looks a little bit better. That's my prediction. Yo, speaking of P. Ryan, I don't get this hype that Jay Gruden keeps talking about P. Ryan. P. Ryan sucked today. He almost got Dwayne Haskins blown up. Uh, completely missed that that block where Dwayne just got drilled into the ground. Is this a, you know, I'm going to hype him up to try to trade him for like a seventh round pick say, or something? It has to be something like that. It has to be let me hype him up because we know he's not going to be on this team. So let's see how much we can inflate his value. It has to be that. Yeah, I mean, and he could probably go to another team and probably be okay. But he's just not an all-down back to me. He's I a mean, downhill runner who can't can, block. The Cowboys can keep taking our sloppy seconds, right? Zeke sitting out, and they can just have Alfred Morris and P. Ryan back there and do doing all their work. <laughs> they like our sloppy seconds sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and I don't get the, the Zeke holdout either because he's a rookie. He's still on a rookie deal. So, to, to me, if you're on a rookie deal, you play that rookie deal out, and then you ask for your contract. My whole thing is in the middle of this rookie deal and ask for a bigger contract. Don't do a holdout if off the field you're constantly surrounded by police and drama and issues and suspensions and meetings with Roger. Like, if you're that bad off the field, yeah, I get it. You're a great running back, leading rusher, awesome. But you're on a rookie deal and you already have, like, four or five off-field issues, like, you don't. You still haven't earned the right to hold out. It's stupid to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, to like an Trent, extent, Trent, Trent has earned his right. Trent has earned his right to bit uh, to 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 be pissed off. Yeah, Can we but, curse? But, I don't know. Are we are we allowed to curse? I don't know. <laughs> sure. To an extent, I think Trent is in the same boat though, because he's been suspended twice for drugs. Uh, he's been injured a lot, and he's over the hump of thirty years old. I mean. Yeah, but seven-time Pro Bowler. But he's also like the, what, the seventh or eighth highest-paid left tackle? So he's already making a lot of money. Yeah, and I I mean, he was richest in 2015 when we signed him. He made him the richest. Yeah, I mean, but I can can partially see why Trent would be mad about the medical stuff because, you know, obviously, very unfortunate situation. But, um, you know, that's not cool if the doctor's misdiagnosed you and it was something that serious right at a very minimum they should have said hey we're not 100 percent sure you should go see a specialist but i guess that didn't happen and and i guess after pay, being paid 100 million dollars he still didn't want to go hire his own doctor is, which is, me is anyone stupid, surprised right? that the medical staff for the redskins sucks i mean three years of in constant ir injuries and delayed comebacks is anyone surprised that the medical staff sucks? Yes and no. I am a little bit because I'm, from what I understand, they use Inova doctors, and we've lived here our whole entire lives, and Inova is is an outstanding healthcare system, right? So if you have a doctor who is an Inova, you know, affiliated doctor, you would think that they're giving you the right but medical the, advice. So, but, but here's the thing: the same the time, staff if you feel something is wrong. Doctor. But that's where you need to make the, the, the separation. The Redskins medical staff and, and, and trainers, and they're not doctors. They're not no, no, Inova no. doctors. No, no, no. There's, there's two different staffs. There's a training staff, which are, hey, I'm going to you know work on your rehab and stretch you out and 
give you physical therapy. Those are probably physical therapists' backgrounds. But then there's the medical staff, which are part-time doctors. Are, 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 you, positive? are you positive? With yes, this I'm 100% sure about that. I feel that. like you're pulling this out of your butt file. I don't think no, no, no. That the I, Redskins have Innova doctors on the payroll to be sitting in Ashburn off do. hours. And they also no. had James Andrews on the payroll. So it, it, it's true. But, but at the same time, like as an individual, if you feel something is wrong and the doctor tells you nothing is wrong, wouldn't you go get a second opinion right away? Like, well, I don't understand why you waited. And especially if you're making, if you made over a hundred million dollars in your career, what's, you know, a $200 copay or $200 deductible <laughs> they have to pay. Like just from what I've heard, doctor. from what I've heard, Trent always had his own doctor in the training rooms with him and in the locker rooms with him to the point where Jay Gruden started asking Trent's doctor why all our guys were going on IR. There was so a report, what is Trent mad about? I think Rooster said that report or some, somebody put out that report where Trent always had like his personal doctor there. So again, part of we don't know until Trent say, speaks and he hasn't spoken. Yeah. So part of me it, wants to say, this is just another way for him to hold out for money without making it look like he's holding out for money. It could be like a saving face type type deal where he doesn't, he doesn't want to look like Antonio Brown I don't think, and he doesn't want to look like about saving face. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't think we'll all ever know the full truth until Trent actually comes out and says something. Which he won't. Um, I can tell you right now, won't. Trent's not going to say anything. The Redskins yeah. haven't earned that earned that from him. Bruce hasn't me, earned that. To me, if, it, if it's strictly about money, then he goes to Dan and says, hey, you know, guarantee my next year's money, you know, the second year of his contract at 13 or whatever millions. That's $26 million over two years. And I'll play for two years, and I'll go right off into the sunset. Yeah, but and I'll be I, one of the best left tackles that this organization ever seen. I hate to say this, but I would almost side with Bruce, where I would be like, "No, you're under contract. You're constantly getting hurt. You haven't played a full season. You're on the wrong side of thirty. I'm not going to give you more money if you want to leave. Leave. I'd rather suck this year, draft a left tackle, and hope we can hit again the way we hit when we got Trent. I love Trent, but." I don't see him having all the cards. I don't see him having all the power. He's he's not worth the commitment of that money, especially when you have Alex Smith's dead weight money breaking you down, especially when you have the Brandon Sheriff uh, restructure that you still need to take care of. I, I just You can't give Trent the money. I'm sorry. I'll give you a little bit more. I'll bump you up a, a couple mil, keep you happy for this year, but then shut the hell up and and. Keep playing because you're under contract. But again, you haven't earned the right to to demand this money. I'm sorry the medical staff messed up, but you're an adult. You're a multi-millionaire, multi-millionaire adult. Deal with it. Did you die? No. Okay, move on. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I don't think we know all the details of, of the situation, and we don't know how serious it was and all that. And so it's hard to put into perspective what that really means for for someone like Trent you got to put yourself in his shoes and you know was it really a life or death situation for him I don't know I mean and if it was then you know his level of anger should go up look um, if you but, went into your workplace and you had some some big injury happen to you and they were like you're like hey I need to go home take care of this go to the doctor and work was like, nah, you're fine. Why don't you just stay, finish out the day, and then go take care of it later. And then you leave, go to the doctor, and they're like, you should have come here earlier. 
so we can take care of this right away. And you go back to your office and you're like, hey, you guys messed up. I could have died. If they're like, oh, our bad. Here's a couple million. I think you'd be like, oh, all right, never mind. We're cool. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, you're right. Everyone, money solves. Everyone would. Money everyone would be like, all right, we're cool. Those issues. Anyways, whatever. Either way, that's still to be seen whether he comes back or not. Personally, I'd like him back because I think with him back and with a, a solid O-line, even with the question marks at quarterback, you still have a good running game. You still have a good defense. That still can be a recipe for at least 500. All right. And then you, you coast at 500, find your way to squeak your way into the playoffs, and maybe at 9-7, and 10-6. Quick hit, what are you looking for next week? Preseason game number two, I'm not looking for anything. I'm looking for depth. Um, I don't want to see any of the starters playing. Uh, I just well, want to see, see the a couple Cole of them. Holcomb. Yeah, but I mean, to me, I, I want to see people like Cole Holcomb continue his um, his stride. I want to see people like uh, Kelvin Harmon. Um, I don't think he played much today, but I want to see what he's got in the tank. I want to see uh, like the Monte Nicholson. I don't know if he played at all today. Seems like he, he did. didn't, which I don't understand why he wouldn't play. If he did, um, he didn't make any plays. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I think preseason game number two is probably the second most most worthless preseason game next to number four. <laughs> but really, all in prep for number game number three. And then for game three, I don't care what the score is. I don't care what, what any of that is. But I want to see a fluid offense. I want to see an offense that looks like an NFL-caliber offense. All right. And then kind of go from there. I, I think if you can string together something that looks semi-decent and – Week three, you create some optimism, and I would be excited for this team. I'm going to look for two things next week, I want, and it's going to piggyback off you. I want to see Haskins avoid the hits and kind of not make as many. I just want to see some sort of improvement where he's not throwing those overshot high interceptions that he did today. Um, so I want to see an, a slight improvement there. Um, and then I want to see a turnover on the defense. I want to see somebody on the defense get an interception because we had maybe three or four close shots tonight to get an interception, and it didn't happen. So I want to see somebody get us the ball back next week because that's that going to be Harris a huge almost thing. Had a couple interceptions. Right. I didn't even know he was on the roster. <laughs> but that's well, what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see continued progress. I want to see just altogether a more fluid team. And I don't think I saw that today. There was bits and pieces that, that provided some optimism, but it wasn't like enough to say, you know, this is a, a well-put-together team. And ideally, and I feel like, you'll see less uh, shuffling on the O-line. After yeah. training camp and, and the tonight's game, you see a little bit less shuffling on the O-line. That would be a great sign, too. Yeah, and I if, if Haskins is playing, I'd want to see less interceptions. Yes. I think too many wild throws. Um, he just didn't look too comfortable. But like I said, I think that's a little bit of a silver lining because I don't think at this point, I don't think Dan's knocking on Jay's door saying you have to start Haskins week one because he went out and balled out and he's going to sell so many tickets. I think as a matter of fact, this fan base in general probably doesn't want to see Haskins start week one. And I don't think that's going to put more butts in seat. No, definitely not. All right, well, week one of the preseason's over. Uh, the Redskins got dominated pretty much end-to-end. Baker Mayfield looked like Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> Haskins looked okay. Case, I didn't think looked that great, but also didn't look horrible. But uh, I think he needs a little bit more time. 
Um, we'll see what kind of comes out of week three. I think that's the that's the game that we'll all have our our pointed out on the calendar. Any final thoughts, FP? Yeah, two more months till Caps hockey, baby. Woo! <laughs> all right, two more months. That's what uh, I feel about the it's season. It's not the back so to back season. It's the back to nothing to back season. <laughs> We're not getting anything this year. I don't think so, but still fun to watch. Hey, there's always a ch- there's always a shot. There's always a chance. FP, are you going to watch uh, Wayne Rooney uh, and the United facing I the Galaxy? I literally this just Sunday? fell asleep 15 times in that last sentence. So well, no, I will not. Well, after his one-year stint in D.C., he's off to back to England. I guess. The... All right. Well, I think that's it for us. It was a, it was a joy uh, podcasting with UFP. We will be back on air next Thursday after the Redskins preseason game number two. I think Joe and Stevie have some Nats stuff lined up, and there's plenty of other stuff and content on our blog, on our Twitter page, on our Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Podbean, iTunes, all that stuff. At Defeating the Curse. It's been a pleasure. We are out.